the college experience sweet 16 preview and picks on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by BetQL. Your bracket may bust, but your bankroll never has to with BetQL. Use the promo code March 30 for 30% off the entire year of BetQL. That's BetQL promo code March 30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd's $8,000 March Madness contest is heating up. Don't forget to enter your picks and see all their free contests. Download their app today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. Follow the PicksWise Capper Contest at PicksWise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the NCAA tournament from the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, and Jeff Nadeau. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner takes all $10,000 prize over at PicksWise.com. We're also brought to you by Better Edge. Better Edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else by the other side, sign up at betteredge.com promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code SGP. College experience, sweet 16 picks in the preview. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And I'm joined by my co host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty seeing the place to be. Hi, well, yeah, baby. Feeling I mean, good. that is that not? Oh, I know that was loud. It was a little too loud. Jumping but, and jiving. But uh, was that loud on your end, NC Nick? Uh, it was a little loud. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Crank it up, man. It's Tech Mobile. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. All right, and if you're you wondering who this next guy is. Yes, give it up for the root. Wait, let me just cue in some music that might just help him. All right, I, I'm just gonna give him the Dundee music. All right, that's just the way. <laughs> give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, cherry picking, tobacco road living, the free lock giving, former, former Hernan Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. I mean, <laughs> dude, after those two tracks, if you're not ready to do a podcast, then you're not living my friend. <laughs> well, oh man, we got so much to touch on, uh, you know, uh, just, just a great, great opening to college football. I mean, college football, college basketball. And uh, I mean, we got, we're down to the sweet 16 and we just, 
we'll preview those games in a bit, but first we just got to talk. How great is this fucking tournament? I was with stacking the money green and, and Kramer watching a lot of these games in our, in, a, in the new studio. And I, I, I should have recorded Kramer three different times. He was like, I don't understand why college football doesn't do it. He was like, look at oral Roberts, right? If Tulsa, if they just did a big tournament and Tulsa won a couple games, they don't even, the cream will rise to the top. If Tulsa got in and won just two games against big boys, they would remember it forever. Their fan base would talk about, remember the year that we went to the second round or the third round in, 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 in 2021, but no, I, I mean, it's so many times he was like, it's like, they don't understand. It's like, he goes, I find it amazing. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, yeah, dude, that's, that's my problem. That's, that's what we've been bitching about for a long time on the college experience. But uh, what, what's your take on the first, you know, two rounds of the NCAA tournament? Who, who wants, who wants to, who wants to hit first? Nick, take a crack yeah. at it. Uh, unbelievable, man. It's awesome. It's, you know, it's the best sporting event in the world and it delivers year in year out. And I'm tired of some people bashing it. Like uh, the guy from collegefootballnews.com, Pete Fiutek. I mean, like, look, everybody is all giddy and gung ho. Cause we didn't get it last year. So we're all starving for this. It comes it's awesome. Everybody's having fun. We're betting. We're having, you know, making money, losing money. You're drinking, you're watching the games, having fun. And, and he tries to, you know, this little smart ass tweet of his saying, you know, that it's a, it's a gimmicky playoff and it's not as good as college football. It's like, dude, what, you're just an ass clown. Like yeah. everybody's yeah. enjoying this. How are you not? Yeah. And it's the fairest it's, that's my biggest problem. When I get in, like into these, these Twitter beefs or not even Twitter beefs, like even like with actual people at bars is they just think this system where you just vote in teams, there's nothing matter of fact, you know what I mean? And like this, I, I always, I, I just can't stand how he just thinks that's the way it should be. And I'm like, I don't know if you were to do that, then look at, t- take all those teams. He called out Syracuse saying that they shouldn't have been in. I got into a feud with him saying that Syracuse like Syracuse. It was the eighth place team in uh, the ACC in the regular season. So shows that the regular season in college basketball didn't mean anything. And I'm like, no, they actually gained their only uh, what uh, quad one wins in the final week of the season, right? Regular season. Uh, And I'm like, no, those games meant everything in the regular season. If you stay up to date with it, if they had not won those games over North Carolina and who was the other team? Was North Carolina and another team, uh, no Clemson, was North Carolina and Clemson. Had they not beaten North Carolina and Clemson, they would not have got in. So clearly, those games fucking. Clearly, the regular season meant something. He's just too and dumb. Yeah. Furthermore, if Alabama can make the playoffs without winning the SEC West, then how does the college football season matter? Yeah. Regular season. Yeah. Or so there's you. You can poke so many holes in this argument. Yeah. It's just, I mean, come on. Everybody loves March Madness. If you got a problem with March Madison, I got a problem with you because I don't know where your head's at. Or, or how about the fact a team can go undefeated and not play for a playoff? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then then I mean, separate yeah. the leagues. Yeah. Separate. Yeah. You know, then they should just be on different levels and do their own postseason because that's that's just bullshit. Yeah. Well, it, let's let me be the wet blanket here. Let me be the devil's advocate here. Okay. Yeah. There is a little truth to the idea that you play this thirty-game regular season. Right. And then one game is the difference between you advancing to a, you know, being in the quarterfinals after being a clearly, and maybe you even get paired up against uh, you get a bad matchup. If you're Illinois, for example, your regular season deserves to be 
you know, one of the last 16 teams in the, uh, in the tournament, you know, and yet you get matched up, you get a shitty matchup. You know, you play a team that all predictive metrics, you know, say are going to do way better than the position they were, the seed they were given. And uh, lo and behold, you lose to a fucking good team that was top 20 most of the year in the AP and predictive metrics somewhere in the top 10. And yet here you are out on shit, shit Island without a, a, a single memorable game after a dynamite season. What do you guys have to say about that? No, I think, well, that, go ahead, Colby, you uh, take it. Oh, I'm saying like, well, they were going to have to play someone good, whether it was this round or next round. Yeah. So to me, it's like, what, what to me? And another thing is like, they just got flat out beat. They didn't have the lead at one point in that game. Sure. So that was just an ass whooping. Um, it would be a little, I, I, I just feel like you're in the tournament. You're going to play game hard games with the exception of the first round, perhaps if you're a one, yeah, which they were after that you're on like every game is a good team. Right. When right. You're, when you're that, now granted, th- was it an unlucky draw? Yes, it was. We all thought loyal Chicago should have been a five or a six or something like that. But at the end of the day, Hey man, you gotta, you, you know, you prove it on the court. Yeah. It, if you're a national championship contender, you beat Loyola Chicago, which, which, well, maybe, maybe not this year if they win the, the national championship, but, uh, um, well then, then you got a little bit head start on your vacation. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that would be my answer to that. What do you think about, about that statement? Though? Uh, well, I think that that's a valid point. I, I think that though you could ex- keep expanding the playoff as large as you want. And you could say that, you know, and at which point you really don't need a regular season. If you just have the playoff at the beginning, and then that's that's your idea of determining a champion is who wins a tournament, you know. Well, no, you do need a regular season to get all the good teams in. Okay, so well, you, and, and yes, and any yeah. any league you probably want at least a third of the teams making the postseason, if not a little bit more. So you know the NFL, uh, other than this year, what uh, twelve of the thirty teams make it? Thirty-two. Uh, yeah, you know, slightly. Basketball is even more so than that. I think basketball so. More than half. And, you know, yeah. D one college basketball. How many total? Uh, schools are there, Colby? I mean, uh, three hundred fifty something. Somewhere yeah. There, yeah. So, so sixty-four out of three hundred fifty. Sixty-eight, sixty. Well, sixty-four in a way because they have to battle yeah, their way it, in. Yeah. Either way, I say, I say that's pretty fair. That's like what one one sixth of the uh, one fifth, one sixth yeah. of the teams. Well, no, it's on that's, par. You welcome to UAB did a breakdown on this, and it was on par with all the other sports with the percentage of teams they let in. Yeah. Um, the only one that doesn't that only lets in one like one percent is college college football, football. and and that's the, the big. F- the big, you know, the reason why the sport is so flawed. Well, nobody's a college football f- uh, fan of the playoffs yeah. unless you're a fan of Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson. You know, one one of the big boys. And probably yeah. as if you're Oklahoma, you're not a fan of it because you had a better chance just getting the bid to the national championship game and not getting slapped around in the first round of the playoffs like you have been. Well, and at least in college basketball, you have 30 games to see in college football. When there's only 11 in the, the way that the schedule, the schedule or 12, the schedule, the, the schedule manipulation <laughs> is, uh, I mean, I was talking to, to Pat last night and I was just, I was in an argument with someone on Twitter and talking about how in the past four years, Alabama's played one back-to-back sec game. And that was this past year when they had to, because of the sec scheduling and guess who they gave them as the back-to-back is Arkansas, <laughs> right? Coming into the year, that's the worst team in, in, in the sec. You, you look at Missouri, they've played five sets of back-to-back away games in that same stretch in conference. Uh, Vanderbilt's played four and one of them was a three week in a row back to back to back away right. game. So it's just, 
and and it's so unfair. I mean, granted, the fact that they have you know big teams in their conference lead to this happening, but the back to backs are often like Georgia and then LSU. Yeah, or Georgia yeah. then Alabama. It's it, like you will never see Alabama draw LSU and fucking yeah Georgia back, back to back. back. Weeks. Yeah, and then but then that on that, the road. But that means they should be in. You know what I mean? Like that's why my problem with football is even more. The schedule differences. Yeah, there's a small enough su- schedule, so subjective, right? Where you're just like, okay, I, yeah, they did they play those teams, but they had a break here and there. Other other teams had to go through a gauntlet. Yeah, and um, we do this every week. Yeah, say it, I know, but the, but the point stands. And meanwhile, in college basketball, if you know, if you're on the bubble and you don't make it, well, you know what? You had your chances. You blew them. I don't feel too sorry for you. Yeah. College football. If you just barely miss out on the college football playoff, then I I do feel sorry for you because. You were a top-notch team all year long, and you deserve a chance. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't feel too sorry for a team that's ranked like 45th in the country in college basketball that that, does, that doesn't make like it. You know, because you had your opportunity. Yeah. So, and, and I always said that, like, you know, I I remember I think it was 01 or 02's Colorado team that was on fire at the end of the year. They destroyed number one Nebraska. They beat Texas. We had our quarterback get knocked out first game of the season against Fresno with David Carr, and they beat us 24-22. Um. And so it was like, ever since then we were on fire. Yeah. It was like, so because of that one game, your season's done when you didn't even have your fucking starting quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, like, I think that's horrible for the sport. Like how about Boise having Kellen Moore and then like two pro wide receivers and like dominating pretty much everyone. And they get, they go to Nevada who also went 13 and one that year and they get beat. The guy misses a field goal from two feet away at the, on the last play of the game. And it's like, they don't even sniff the playoff because of that, because they're group of five and they have a loss. Well, well like, UCF went, went undefeated two years, and didn't even, yeah. two years in a row and didn't well, make it either year. Yeah. We can sum this up with somebody on Twitter. I forget who it was that they said Loyola Chicago is within four wins of winning the national championship. If it was college football, they'd be playing in like the Boise, Idaho potato bowl game. Yeah. yeah. That and, sums up. That sums up everything right there. You know, I don't know if we need to to bash college football. I mean, we do that enough as it is, but I think we just have to give glory to college basketball and what we're going through right now because it is March Madness. We missed out last year. We're taking full advantage of it this year. It's been an awesome tournament so far, and it might only get better. And we love college football. It's just we hate the 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 ending. We hate the system, the 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 finagling of the system. And 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 the thing is here, uh, by having you know the uh, what seems like an appropriate amount of teams about a fifth of the teams in college basketball, you do it. I uh, make the regular season still mean a lot. Yeah. The, 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 the fucking four fifths, 80% of the teams that don't make the tournament, they should have valued the regular season a little more. If it, if it didn't mean anything, they would have made the fucking tournament, but it did. But and they also didn't. that other 80%, they have a chance to make the, the NCAA tournament. If they win their conference championship, that's an extra yeah. uh, wrinkle that makes it fun. Yeah. Um, so in, in, in reality, State every in team in the yeah. country has a chance to win it all. Yeah. In March, in yeah. late, late, late in February, season. early March. That is like yeah. a, an, an extra wrinkle that makes it super fun for college basketball. Um, and what was I going to say? I think, uh, I don't know what the fuck I was going to say. I kind of lost track of that one. Well, let's get into this thing, man. So let's start off from the top. Uh, the big 10 was the, was the big story throughout college basketball all year. And what do we have? Do we only have one? Uno, one Big Ten team still standing. That's right. That is. What right. is your thoughts on the Big Ten's big? Uh, I mean, and someone else I uh, brought up a good point on Twitter too about the 
the fact that the, it was an analyst. I forget if it was Rothstein or what, that they actually, when you, it, it was a small conference schedule, out of conference schedule because of COVID that uh, they didn't fare very well. Like Illinois lost to, to, to Baylor and, and Missouri, you know, uh, Michigan played no one out of conference. Uh, Ohio state didn't fare well out of conference. Iowa got ran by Gonzaga. So Maryland, I think got whooped by Clemson. So like you, you sit there and say, well, well, should, should we have seen this coming? I mean, this year in particular, the out of conference schedules in football and basketball are complete. Like you are never going to see a more warped like version of what to expect. Uh, and I guess what am I, what the fuck am I trying to say? in non-conference competition until like the postseason, you you have no idea what you're getting until you get there Yeah, in this season in particular, Nick, what do you think of the big 10? I mean, I guess we all got hoodwinked a little bit. Um, I still think the big 10 was a good conference and depth wise, I guess you could argue still the best conference on the year maybe. Uh, but when it came down to it, for whatever reason, you know, Illinois, a tough draw or, you know, Maryland running into a Bama buzzsaw, or Ohio state just being overrated. I wasn't big on, on Ohio state uh, for whatever reason, obviously, you know, they had a bunch of pretty good teams and it turns out if my, if I'm, if my predictions are correct, I think after uh, this next round of games, I think the big 10 might have zero teams left depending on what Michigan, uh, on what Michigan can do against Florida state here. But uh, yeah. Hey man, you gotta give props to the, the PAC 12 and the big 12 especially the pac 12 yeah. uh, crazy run. They are what eight, uh, nine and one overall. The only loss was the, the, the uh, Colorado Buffaloes to Florida state here. So uh, man, the pac 12 hasn't been that good. They haven't had that kind of torment record <laughs> probably ever. Well, that was the third best. They could be the best. I mean, if they are in the middle of this run still, at the moment, it's the third best tournament record ever by a conference. Mm. The ACC wow. went, I think, 12 and three and the I year where they had uh three, half four, of the 14. sweet 16 and like six of the uh, elite eight. Yeah. I'm not sure what year that was, but I saw that the, the ACC and I want to say the big 12 have the, I think the big 12 is actually tied with the pac 12 now. So the pac 12 is actually tied the amount of wins. So if the pac 12 wins another game, I think they'll surpass the big 12. But after that, the ACC is, is, and, and, and be honest, I think it's possible. I mean, when I look at these matchups now, Oregon state Loyola, I would favor Loyola, you know, and we're going to get into this, but I, I see some other matchups where I'm like, I don't know. Unfortunately they have to lose one because Oregon yeah. is playing USC. Yeah. Exactly. The, the flip side is that guarantees them one team in the elite, in the uh, elite eight. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Um, so just a, I mean, unbelievable run by, by the pac 12 and really just overshadowed. It makes, does it, do you think that means Stanford probably should have been in Stanford, a team that, that beat Alabama, I believe pretty bad in the beginning of the year. It's kind of hard to go back into hindsight. I mean, yeah. I think Stanford, if not, if I'm not mistaken, they ended the season on a losing note. I think that they didn't end well. I think they probably lost like four of the last five or something. So once again, they, they had their chances. Like I said, when we were talking about the tournament in general, uh, I don't feel sorry for any teams that didn't make the bubble. My team Duke blue devils didn't make the, the uh, bubble. Uh, you know, they didn't make the, the uh, tournament after maybe kind of being on the bubble, but uh, I mean, they blew their chances too. So no, I don't feel too sorry for uh, Stanford. Okay. Okay. Now what's your assessment? I mean, look at the Iowa one. I think we were all on, right? Yeah. I, I, Iowa just didn't play good enough defense yeah. throughout the year. 
we, right? we we talked about this a week or two ago. There are certain teams that when you need to get a stop, they can't get one. I That's knew Iowa. Oregon was going to be just a just a nightmare matchup because Oregon has five guys that can score on their starting five, then they can create their own shot. It's not like one of these, like I, I just knew a bad defense is not going to be able. And athletically, they weren't just going to be able to handle the ducks. They were smart too. They, they did the same thing that a lot of big 10 schools were doing in the second half of the year where they were like, all right, Garza get yours. We're not going to double you. Yeah. You might go for 30, but we're not going to, you know, double you and to let other people contribute. And really, I mean, the supporting cast for Iowa was lacking. I know they got a couple of decent guys there, but it, it was really you know, the guards a show and nobody else. And I, he scored like 36 or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they scored they, 36 and lose by double digits. <laughs> you know, I think I was, I think the, uh, the yeah, great job coaching by uh, Altman. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. What's the ceiling on this ducks team, dude? I mean, I, I know we got USC coming up. We're going to preview that. I, you know, they, I think they lost the last time they played USC. So maybe they lose that game. But I, after that, I thought they would be a, I think they're a dangerous matchup for Gonzaga. If they get there, USC, Yeah. no Oregon, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. So Oregon did lose to USC in the one matchup this year by 14, 72, 58 in that game, they were rebounded or they were out rebounded 39 to 25 and USC was out was without Isaiah Mobley, the, the worst Brother, of the two yeah, brothers. Yeah. So, uh, I mean that that's the problem with Oregon, right? Yeah. There, well, that, know, it, it, every podcast Dante, you mentioned yeah. that Dante got hurt, you know, and, and he's been out for the year and the front court is lacking. Yeah. Yeah. So the question is if it, it, you know, can USC have a repeat performance and just really dominate the boards and, and dominate the paint It's possible. Uh, but you know, come March, I kind of go, I kind of favor the teams with the better perimeter. Yeah. And obviously that's Oregon. Cause those guys are playing lights out right now. Uh, let me ask you this one. Gonzaga is a team. We saw them destroy Norfolk state. They then took down the Sooners, but the Sooners were without arguably their best player. Uh, Cause well, Austin Reeves is their best player. Okay. But okay. But their their second leading scorer uh, Fair and, and also a guy who's pretty good defensively. Um, so they took care of business against Oklahoma. Are we worried that like, okay, Gonzaga should have beat those teams, especially with those, with the, the COVID situation with the Sooners. Are we worried that C- Creighton could give them a game? I mean, how about the Creighton Bulldogs getting, I mean, the Creighton Blue Jays, not the Creighton Bulldogs. Jesus, I'm, <laughs> I'm drinking over here. Yeah. Is Creighton's, uh, are they waking back up or is it just an easy, easy path for them? What, what's going on? Here? I actually think Creighton might be able to play with Gonzaga because they got scores. They got scores, man. I, I, I've always Creighton's kind of been like a, uh, in a way they it, defensively, I always faded them because they reminded me of Iowa defensively yeah. in years past, but this team, I think has enough options. Maybe they could flirt with Gonzaga. Nick, what, what, what do you think about Creighton and their chances? Well, I think uh, probably the latter towards Patty's statement, where I think they've had a pretty fortunate route to get here. Overall, not that high on Creighton. Uh, you know, I had uh, Ohio at, at least covering against Creighton. I was obviously on the wrong side of that, but you know, I kind of I I overvalued Ohio win Ohio's win against UVA. UVA is a team that due to COVID, they 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 weren't able to practice the week up 
to the game. I think they didn't get into Indy until like the day before the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously we, we're all on Ohio against UVA, but then I overvalued that win too much. Ohio was probably, probably not even the best team in the Mac. I mean, yeah, they won the conference tournament. Congrats on a nice year. Congrats on a first round win, but Creighton was a better team, obviously. Um, against Gonzaga, I, I like the Zags here. I think the Zags can roll against Creighton. Um, I don't think Creighton can stop them de- uh, defensively. I think Gonzaga will probably have the top at least three guys on the court as far as talent wise, as far as level of play right Marcus now. Ziggurowski so, is um, going to blow up for, for 40 on Ziggurowski played great, dude. He's he played great in that game. I mean, I know it's Ohio, but you don't think that uh, they could. You don't think perhaps you're seeing the reverse effect that they had some locker room. You know, the coach misspoke and things got a little heated in the locker room, or you know, and maybe they bonded over this. Maybe they rallied behind it, possibly. And you're right about Zagorowski. I mean, if that dude gets hot, be, watch out. You know, but if you watch that Oklahoma Gonzaga game, Oklahoma went up big first. I think they're up by maybe 10, like when the, in the first few minutes, and then you saw Gonzaga step on the gas and man, they just blew right by him. Now, but, granted Oklahoma, I wasn't that high on them coming in, especially being shorthanded, but uh, I think Gonzaga wins by double digits again versus Creighton. I mean, Creighton's got five guys that average in double digits, man, five guys. You don't think they could give them a game well, here? Let me w- say this about Colby. What's that? Colby, you've been not verbally like outwardly, like what's the word I'm looking for? Like stupid. saying it, Oh, right? Well, no, that's me. I'm stupid. No, no, I, I thought uh, you were going to call me stupid. No, no, you, you, oh. you haven't been, you haven't been saying the exact words, but you've been hitting that you're not a believer in Gonzaga pretty much all year uh, until I saw their bracket. <laughs> That's true. I, I was, I mean, I had them in my championship on the, on the bracket just because I thought, man, the only test I really thought I had Ohio beating uh Creighton. So I thought they were going to I thought they weren't going to get tested until Oregon. And I was like, Oregon, if they hadn't followed Dante, their big man, maybe, but I still think they could scare. Cause I think Altman's Gonzaga. that good of a coach. Yeah. But, uh, Creighton, that's possible. They've been an up and down team. I mean, I I don't know. I, I know that Gonzaga has is going to fuck them six days <laughs> from Sunday. In in the year 2021, not 20. Uh-huh. What's the best team Gonzaga's beaten? It's BYU. You can't tell me Creighton's not better than BYU. Maybe Virginia, maybe Iowa. No, no, no. 21. Since the this, uh, since, since the new year started. Yeah. So it's been months since they've played, you know. They played Illinois in December. They played Virginia in December. So they have not played. What is the best team they have played? Oklahoma, I would say, but not without Davion Terry or whatever. They're their second best player. Um, or Harmon. Who was it? What, 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 what am I? Yeah. Talking? Yeah. Yeah. Harmon. Yeah. Um, so I, I think this is the best team they've played in a long time. Just going to throw that out it's- there. It sounds to me like you're taking the 13 and a half. I am. Damn it. I'm going to, one of these ones are going to hit. I took Norfolk state. I took Oklahoma. I got 15, dude. They lost by 16 or 17. It was like with like 30 seconds left. I was covering. Bastards. Oh, I, I actually, I, I think Gonzaga missed a shot with like 10 seconds left, but they got the offensive rebound where if Oklahoma would have pulled that down, they would have had a chance. Cause I, yeah, they lost by 16, I believe. And the spread was 14 and a half. So if Oklahoma would have got one more bucket, they would have covered. But uh, I don't know, man. I see the Zags cruising past here. I don't think Creighton can 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 stop them defensively whatsoever. Yeah, I'm on the Zags. You know, mm. I'm going to say this too. I know he's probably a first team All American. So the fact that you know to suggest that he's under the radar and not getting the respect he deserves is probably a stupid statement. But 
When I've seen Corey Kispert play, that dude looks like a fucking absolute stud. Like he's going to be really good at the pro level. It looks like to me. Well, they have three projected first rounders. The last time I saw, um, yeah, but with Drew Timmy and Jalen Suggs, I mean, Kispert might be the third best player on the team. <laughs> it, de- I mean, it depends. Like you know, each game, someone else yeah, will have the better game of the yeah. of the three. Uh, but they're just loaded, man. Dude, they're absolutely loaded. I, I, I think. Uh, give me, give me the Blue Jays to cover this one. <laughs> what, are you saying? Are you saying money line, perhaps? <laughs> hey, why not? Sprinkle some. <laughs> There's right. something going on in that locker Kobe, room. If you nail this one, all right, you will have. Look, my I nailed respect. Loyola, guys. I was all over Loyola beating Illinois. Everyone was laughing at me. <laughs> I, I had in, in one of my brackets. I had Loyola going at least Elite Eight, if not if not Final Four, maybe maybe Elite Eight. But I had them beating Illinois, and that was obvious with the points to take Loyola. Yeah. Uh, well, apparently not. Cause I think the money was still coming in on Illinois, but yes. Um, I also have been bullish on Oregon beating Iowa. I know that's only a seven, two, right. And I've gotten some wrong. You were preaching the money line, money line on Ohio, Virginia. Yes. Ohio, Virginia came through for me, but I also got burned on a North Texas Villanova. I thought they would play that, but hold on. Uh, what, what's the scarier matchup for Gonzaga? If they get past Creighton USC or Oregon, I was thinking about this on the way over. I don't know. I mean, the, obviously the USC win over Kansas and the win over Drake, very impressive. But for some reason, I still think Oregon has a higher ceiling. Cause I, I just think if their guards, like they have three or four guys, if they get hot, they can just stroke it from deep and they can really, you know, put up points in a hurry. Um, I'm leaning on taking Oregon here. And actually, I think the line opened up at USC minus one and a half. I think it's gone up to USC minus two and a half. So the early money is on the Trojans. I I'm on Oregon. I think, I don't know. For some reason, I, I just think Oregon's a better coach team and they have the better backcourt. You know, it, the funny thing about these, this next round of games is that we're seeing quite a few matchups where one team has the better interior and one team has the better perimeter. At least three matchups of these next eight games are very similar in that regard. And like I said before, I tend to lean perimeter in March. Well, Colorado and Georgetown proved you right. Uh, uh, what was that Sunday? I was way off on that though. <laughs> I, Georgetown I, I took Georgetown on that one. Um, yeah, you're, I, you're gonna fade your squad. You know that's yeah. You don't want to jinx your boys. Uh, well, look, USC though. I think I'm leaning Oregon too. I mean, if you uh, the, in my bracket, I had Oregon in the, the Elite Eight, but I was counting on Wichita to give USC the upset there. And I had Kansas then beating Wichita. So it's a little different. They play. I also think Oregon losing the first matchup helps them. You're not concerned with the fact that USC just absolutely throttled. I mean, Oregon throttled Iowa too. Yeah. Um, I wasn't very high on Kansas coming into the tournament, you know? So, I mean, to win like USC did, yes, that was very impressive, but just beating Kansas in general, I, I, I could have saw that happening. Uh, but yeah, Hey, I mean, just the way, just like you said, just throttling them. That was a very impressive win. And, and might I add that uh, uh, I think Oregon is learning. Like this is a team that was hit by COVID really bad for like two, two I think two or three different instances of, of COVID. So I think they're actually finally getting consistent. And I think that was a lot of their problem throughout the year when they were losing was that, Oh, it's like they had two games and then they have a 20 day break. Oh, they play four games and then they have a 10 day break. It, it's hard to, to maintain, Yeah, you, you know, basketball, yeah, they're finally getting you know, the, the rhythm to get like 
some momentum building. I agree. Let me ask you this, because these are the two comparisons. One I'm seeing on NBADraft.net, and uh, the other one is uh, one that I heard on the TV. If you had a playoff game between Clay Thompson on one team as the leader of that team, which is what Duarte is drawing comparisons to, or Chris Bosh on the other team, which is who, what Mobley's drawing comparisons to, who do you take in that game? I mean, probably, probably Clay Thompson. Yeah, yeah. I think Clay. Th- I think Bosh was. I always said this with our NBA conversations that I think Bosh was such a skilled player, but he was also underutilized. I almost feel like coaches didn't know what to do with him. Yeah. On the Raptors, he was an animal. When he got to the heat, he kind of played third role. And I, well, I, when there's LeBron James and Dwayne Wade <laughs> you know, and Dwayne Wade, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good first two. But, so but, obviously but, I think he fell in a place of being third, but I think yeah. he's criminally underrated. When you think of his skills, his skill set, and how he's looked upon as an NBA player, like, I, I think he's much better than what we, we see him as. Well, that was his choice. He chose to win some championships rather than, you know, put 30 a game up for the nuggets. Uh, Raptors, Raptors, Raptors. I, I, I just threw the nuggets out there as a team, as a, like a, a team where people go to score a lot of points, but not win anything. Okay. Right. I got you. The Kevin love effect at uh, Minnesota. Either way, if I'm just using that and that's probably a terrible uh, basis for like kind of comparing and making a decision about what's going to happen in the game. I do trust a guy like clay Thompson to lead his team down the stretch, well, especially in March guard play is so much more important than big men. In my opinion, that's another thing that stood out to me in this NCAA tournament thus far. But first, before I get into more games and talking more about that, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by BetQL. looking to get an edge and make smarter bets during March madness. Well, bet. QL's al- al- Jesus can't even talk. BetQL's algorithm scans thousands of data points across every game to find the best bet. Easily find the most profitable bets based on their top betting trends. Your bracket may bust, but the bankroll doesn't have to, guys. Head to betql.com to get started today. Head to the App Store or Google Play Store to download the BetQL app. Bet smarter, not harder. Use the promo code uh, March. 30 for 30% off BetQL for one whole year. You get it for one whole year, 30% off. That's BetQL.com promo code March 30. Um, all right, looking back now, just going in the bracket. By the way, tell me that Eastern Washington team though with those brothers wasn't fun. <laughs> that was, man. The <laughs> oh, the Grove brothers, man. And and I, I know that uh Eastern Washington's head coach jumped over to Portland, took that job in it's, the it's WCC. Already done? Yeah. Gosh. That that's a kind of a weird, that's, that's a weird move. Isn't that a lateral move? I mean, like I don't think yeah. so because the WCC probably plays better because they get that, that I, that oh, I was small. watching to, I was seeing how much money these conferences get for when their teams advance. Yeah. Yeah. And so that whole conference needs to get down on their knees yeah. and, and service Gonzaga. Well, just the <laughs> fact they had BYU too, getting two in was huge financially for them. So I would imagine yeah. they, yeah, Gonzaga needs to be thanked and, and them welcoming in BYU that was, you know, in the mountain, in the mountain West, not that long ago, very good thing. So I would assume that's somewhat the lateral move, but I bet you it was a lot more money. Yeah. I got, I mean, Hey, money talks at the end of the day. I just, sometimes you wonder, is it better to be you know a medium sized fish in the small pond rather than a medium sized fish in a big pond or how's that saying go? <laughs> I think uh, I butchered it, but right. you get what I'm saying. Uh, wait, I mean, let me just, I have a reaction for that. Well, well I don't get, I can't <laughs> <laughs> Something about small fish and big fish. I don't know. I don't like yeah. fishing. 
<laughs> Something about small cock. It's better to know. have a small <laughs> cock and a big vagina. Than... <laughs> uh, <laughs> nope, not not that one. <laughs> Give me the other one. <laughs> All right, now we got Michigan. Michigan took down uh, Michigan. By the way, I mean, I I got a hit on some of these games that that I did that I missed. Ohio did beat Virginia. Let's make fun of Patty C for a second. Mm. That is great. <laughs> um, UC Santa Barbara. Tell me. You guys watch this game because the last the, the shot was halfway down. The game winner was halfway down for the Gauchos. That was tough, man. That was tough. I saw you tweet that. How's that? Oh. But w- watching Colby's uh, stream of thought on Twitter, <laughs> like throughout the the process, always fun. Oh, you got it. You know, you got it. Yeah, that's fun. one thing that, that, that I'm sorry to cut you off. That this tournament's been missing is has been buzzer beaters. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think uh, Virginia Tech had a buzzer beater to send the game against Florida awesome. into overtime. But has there been one game-winning buzzer beater yet? No, not really. Not really. I mean, that's true. Dude, all these games were blowouts. Wait, uh, like, we had a Sunday. lot of great games. We had uh, yeah, we had a lot yeah. of great games come down to the wire. It's right. just we didn't have any game winners when I think about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, Abilene Christian made two free throws with one second left. That that's about as good as you can okay. get. Yeah. Are they playing again? Texas. Abil- and that's, that's, that's right. something we got to hit on because Abilene Christian, Texas, uh, were they down by one before that? Yes. That, and it was a right. 58% free that's throw right. shooter. That's, oh, that hit that's two clutch, man. Jeez. free throws with one second left. Uh, Shaka smart, Nick, what do you think? Should he be fired? Uh, you know, I say in general, they had a pretty good year. Uh, obviously not the finish that they would like, but if I was Texas, I think I would give him at least one more season. You know, he has zero, zero tournament wins Better luck next year. <laughs> Got him. I mean, that is, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. He's been seven there years now. I think five, five. Yeah. I? I could be wrong on that too. No, it might be seven because will Wade followed him and now it's Mark Rhodes. Or Mike Rhodes at VCU. I'll, I'll so seven, seven, seven seems a lot. It might I mean, be seven because hey, they've had flies. two coaches. As we get older, time flies, but seven seems a lot. Four, five, six. Six years. Right. No hey, tournament well, wins. Well, hey man, maybe I should you know retract what I just said there. Maybe they should fire his ass. I mean, come on. I yeah. mean, this year's team was really good. They won the Big Twelve championship, but do you? I think you get one more year. I think because I mean, anyone that watched them this year knew they were like a top ten team. But that that's well, we we knew Texas had their limitations too, and we knew that their guards had a propensity to get cold. And when they when when they did, they struggled to score, and that's exactly what happened against Abilene Christian. Well, you know, Shaka Smart sitting at home, and he's going to be thinking like this. He's going to be yeah, yeah. He, he felt like, he felt like shit afterwards. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know he's going to be feeling like shit afterwards. But uh, there was t- speculation that if they fired him, Marquette would come calling for Shaka Smart, who f- Marquette fired uh, Wojo, like mm. I expected over the past uh, coaching carousel action over the past ten or so days. Okay, um, Abilene Christian, though, how about that? I mean, that's a that's a win. That's what I'm saying, and that's to Kramer's point. Not to go full back into football mode here. But that's what he means exactly by by talking about Abilene Christian fans are going to remember this forever, right? Forever. Yeah. It, I mean, look, th- this happens in football. It just doesn't happen in the playoffs. Kansas beat Texas recently, and that's a huge thing. But it doesn't fucking mean shit for Kansas, nor should it. You know, Kansas. Not well, they the were same. a bad team, Abilene Christian. Team. It would be like Tulsa this year, who was really good. Yeah. Beating Texas, and they're deprived that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but if it's in the in the in the regular season, that's not nowhere near as memorable. Yeah, 
I yeah, mean, to yeah, send people will be talking about yeah. Kansas beating Texas in football because in a couple of years, everybody will have forgotten that. They will be talking about that game in March Madness in the tournament. I mean, that is memorable. Regular season, college football, eh. Yeah, yeah. No, but no one really Agreed. remembers a lot of those upsets. I mean, that that's that's the flip side is the people that love the regular season. And look, I don't want to be a, a straight fucking hater here. The college football regular season is fucking awesome. It's better than the college basketball regular season. There's no doubt about it. I would disagree just because the schedule. Who you're talking to here, (laughs) dude, what the college basketball regular season. uh, One thing I'll say that they need to do to make the college basketball regular season is do a way better job explaining like, okay, show us the bubble, like do a visual, like, and then uh, what I want to see is a graphic every week that takes all 100 or 360 teams and then puts the teams in to the bracket based on like something that we can see well, why they're going there. But and I, then we can understand. I'd, I'd still want to see college football do a better job of showing the, the people watching that Alabama has only played one back-to-back game in four years. And meanwhile, every other team's got to play a bunch. Of I them. agree. I think and, that and Clemson cor- too. Corruption yeah. is the reason that that doesn't happen. Whereas in college basketball, it's just a, a, a lack of pr- presentation. But, but to me, it makes the, it devalues the regular season. Cause I know from the start, there's no chance. Well, the more that that's happening now, I've, it's starting to make me lose a little bit of interest, you know? That, yeah. And really the whole, the whole, you know, presentation angle that, I mean, it's, it's really hard to do that in January, you know, cause teams have like 15 more games to play. Well, you can so still like, you can't say like, Oh, this is, this is a bubble showdown. Well, you can project a maybe, showdown. maybe not. I mean, but either way, like, if you, if you like do somehow a good job of saying teams that are ranked at this point in the season are projected based on these metrics at, the, at a certain point in the season, this is likely to be a, a game that, you know, puts you like inside the bubble or outside the bubble. And if you knew that when you're watching in January, then you say, holy shit, this is an important game. But like, like you're saying right now, if you, if you present it the way you just said it, people are like, I don't give a fuck about this game. But, but to, I mean, I, I still find the regular season in football so jaded. The more I've dove into the sport, Agreed. It, 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 it makes me believe that you're not starting from a fair point of view. So, so why, why it's already set essentially. Okay. But Auburn, Alabama, there's like the iron bowl. There's no equivalent to that in the college. I mean, Duke UNC that that's like, okay, but there, there's, there's one Duke UNC in college basketball. There's like several Texas, Oklahoma. There's several games throughout the regular season in college football that you like, all right. This is a game that's almost like a playoff game. It's well, just the law of percentages. Like, you know, if you have 12 games, obviously each one is going to be more important than sure. when you have 30 that's games. Absolutely true. Absolutely. So, and, and there's no way college basketball can get around that. There there's more games. There's more opportunity. Right. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, but maybe to the average fan. I, I know there's a lot of college basketball people that don't, you know, aren't really fans in December, January. Maybe they start tuning in in late March. Maybe they wait until you know early. Uh, I'm sorry, late February. Maybe they wait until early March. If so, I, hey, I mean, then you know that's fine. That's your choice. But I watch it all year long, and I I think it's you know probably the best sport out there personally. But hey, I mean, well, well just I'm, the I'm fact Gonzaga goes in. undefeated and gets in. I mean, if that happens in football, they don't get in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know mean, what I mean? Like Gonzaga went in the WCC. Which is the equivalent of like uh, a, a, a UCF, yeah, UCF. But even the AAC's got more credit than the WCC gets. Yeah. So it would be like the equivalent of App State going undefeated yeah. in the Sun Belt or something, and they would not have a chance at all. That's true. And part of the reason why they get in is because Gonzaga 
Gonzaga can schedule tough out of conference games against high quality opponents because those opponents know that if they lose, it's okay. Yeah. It doesn't, they, yeah. you know, the, their, season. the, the, their season's not over because they lost yeah. to Gonzaga. Well, now they won't schedule. They won't schedule that yeah. because Dude, yeah. Do you see the stats I pulled up? Yeah. Talk about that for a second. So I'm pulling up the guy, the guy's argument online is that the top group of five teams aren't as good as the top power five teams. And that's why they shouldn't be allowed in the fucking playoff. Right. And they would never be able to stand up to a power five schedule, which I'll, I'll admit there is some truth to that. If you're faced to, if you're forced to grind on a tougher schedule every week, it's going to be harder for you to get there. But that said, fucking uh, uh, TCU, right? They were kicking ass in the uh, Mountain West. And then they jumped to the uh, Big 12 and did just as well. They should have been in the fucking championship in, or in the playoff in 2015. It's not like... And, and if you add in the fact that the certain schools get, like I said, if they don't have to play back-to-back away games, a lot of these teams had... Look at Iowa State. Look at some of these teams that have grueling schedules of back to back and the yeah. conference sets them yeah, up if that favored. Yeah. yeah it, then, then it's almost like you're, you're playing like closer and, to and, a group. And of trust five me, schedules. this is not just a random thing. It, I, I, I encourage any listener to go through all yeah. the schedules. The more you peel back that curtain, the more you're going to be like, this is jaded, right? This is completely jaded. Anyway, let's continue talking. Well, let me just say okay. this real quick. Yeah. I want to say all this was based around the fact that, you know, we're talking about how great this postseason is. And these teams getting this opportunity and people who focus on the regular season being so great and the playoff, like they just won't acknowledge that it's a piece of shit playoff, but like in college basketball, okay. The, the regular season, not as good, but the playoffs great. So it's just one or the other, you know, either way you're going to have great games, but uh, so why is it so preferable for these people to have a great regular season and then a shitty playoff as opposed to a more average regular season and a great playoff? It's, you know, well, it, especially when there's fairness and like opportunity at stake, you well, know? it keeps the elite teams elite right. the way we have I think, it. Right I now. think the fans yeah. that are really in favor of it are like Alabama and Georgia and Clemson fans. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I completely agree. And uh, what was the record of the group of five against the, uh, dude, against okay. the, top? The, the, uh, the, the one thing, okay. Uh, of those 13 top 10 teams that fit between 2004 and 2019, I took the last 15, uh, or 16, um, seasons that we had elite college football teams that finished in the top 10 out of the group of five, a, they never hosted a top 10 power five team. Right. Yeah. So we don't even know what would happen to, in that situation. But when they played on, uh, against top 10, uh, power five teams on the road, they went one and one when they played them in neutral site six and oh, yeah. And now in the, in the interest of fairness, I mean, UCF and Cincinnati were both in the top 10 prior to the uh, final rankings. And so you could give those two losses, but look, they played LSU really close and fucking Cincinnati had the lead on Georgia for 90% of that game. And uh, so to think that they can't compete when they win the vast majority of the time. And when they lose, it's a fucking close game. If you are an elite top 10 group of five team at the end of the fucking season, you can, it's proven statistically compete with top 10 power five teams. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but let's reel this in and get back to the tournament here, <laughs> yes, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Let's hop down to uh, with Michigan. What do we think of Michigan, guys? LSU. I thought LSU had a chance of really scaring Michigan, and they kind of did in a way. But Michigan answered that call. Hunter Dickinson, even he got into some foul trouble, and they had to go to other guys. Uh, Wagner came up big. A couple other guys came up big. The what's his name? The Wake transfer. Um, 
all of Sean day Brown. Yeah. He came up big. Um, so what, what's your take on Michigan right now? What, what do you guys think on, on old blue? I think they're, they could be, they could be upset here by Florida state in the next round. Florida state uh, looked great by the way. Yeah. Got McKinley Wright in foul trouble early and, and the buffs. I, I said this all year without McKinley, Wright, They go nowhere. nowhere. And Florida state has the ability to really clamp down on defense. They're just as big as Michigan. They're deeper than Michigan. I think this is a game where Michigan really misses livers, uh, livers. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. Hey, uh, you know, nice win against LSU. Good job making the Sweet 16. Uh, I would not be surprised if their road ends right here. I think I'm getting it. It opened up at Michigan minus three and a half. It's already down to Michigan minus three. So once again, early money coming on the Seminoles. I'm gonna put my money behind the Seminoles as well. I'm gonna go with Michigan here. There's something about this team I like. Patty C, what do you think about Michigan minus three? Well, I just remember a McDonald's commercial where they're asking, do you want some chicken nuggets? And uh. I do want some, chi- I do juan some chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, that, I'll uh, say, I'll say Mike Smith really struggled against the LSU guards and their size and athleticism. And uh, I think he's going to struggle again. Uh, he's had a great year. The, the transfer from, I think the Ivy league. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to struggle again against Florida state and they're going to, you know, cut the head of the snake off and uh, win this game. I'm inclined to agree. I mean, you're going, you're going Florida state. I think the storyline, you know, of Juwan Howard advancing is compelling. But if I'm being honest with myself about how the two teams look right now, Florida state clearly looks like the better team at the moment. I'm I'm money, money line. I'm going to ride with Michigan. I think they get it done. Florida state's been a team struggled with consistency. I feel like a lot of the year I expect them, Bill Martelli and Juwan Howard to make some, some key changes as the game goes on. Uh, and give me, give me the Wolverines to get it done. I guess we didn't hit on the Oregon one. you kind of did Nick Oregon. Uh, this line opened up at minus one against USC, USC now a minus two and a half favorite. I'm on the ducks. Patty C. Are you going to go with the Trojans quack baby? Oh, you're ducking it up. Quack quack. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then we touched on Gonzaga Creighton. You guys went Gonzaga. I went Creighton. Let's move down the ranks on this bracket and recap slash four slash make predictions. BYU UCLA. I mean, can we talk about the Bruins? Look, everyone's talking Wait, about BYU Alabama, the Bruins. No, no, no. UCLA BYU. And then UCLA won that and, and then beat. Well, UCLA oh, beat Michigan off, state, off, sure. then BYU, then Abilene Christian. And look, I know Bama looked great. And Bama, I thought, got fortunate they didn't play UConn, but UConn looked like shit against uh, Maryland. So maybe they Bama probably would have rolled regardless. I I think this is a dangerous game for Alabama. I really do. The way UCLA has been playing offense and the confidence they had, they've been just moving the ball really well. Uh, and then the lockdown defense that Mick Cronin has got going in in Westwood here. Uh, what what am I seeing this line at here? This opened as uh, Bama minus four and a half. I'm seeing Bama minus six now. Give me the give me the Bruins. I'm all over Bama. I wish I would have gotten in at four and a half. I didn't see that when it opened. I saw it at at minus six here. Uh, hey, kudos for UCLA for finally playing their best ball of the season. They were a frustrating team to follow over the course of the season, especially as myself. I picked them to win the Pac-12. And uh, very inconsistent. Uh, hey, I mean, yeah, they beat Michigan State, BYU, and Abilene Christian. 
None of those teams resemble Alabama in any way, shape or form. Uh, I mean, Bama, they're the, they're probably the deepest and most athletic team in the country. Does that's it not? I think I think that's a that's not that far of a statement. Yeah, I agree. But does it concern you more that, so than Baylor? Uh, I think I think yeah. Bama is is there with. I mean, but does it concern you? I mean, I know. Look, they lost to a Stanford team. Like UCLA plays at a pretty fast pace as well. Um, surprisingly, I know they don't score a ton, but they've kind of figured it out. This is a UCLA team without two of their better players, Jalen Hill and Chris Smith. That have really kind of came together, and I've been really impressed, really impressed with on the offensive side of the ball. With Bama just out rebounded Maryland forty to nineteen. I think this Bama team means business, Uh, you know. And I think, (laughs) call me crazy here, but I think we might see Alabama versus Florida State to get to the Final Four. It's like the best college football team of the nineties versus the best team of the two thousands. These these football powerhouses are are playing excellent, you know, uh, hardball here, and I, I I'm going Bama man. I think I think UCLA is they're just nowhere near as as talented, athletic, or deep as Alabama. Uh, well, that they, they're certainly not as deep with those injuries. I can tell you that. Uh, but give me the eight points. Is that what I said? Whoa, whoa, six, six. six. Give me UCLA in the six. It's going to come down to a possession or two. Look, Bama's been notorious. Uh, have we disagreed on, on on every game so far? Oh no, uh, Oregon we agreed on. Yeah, Oregon we agreed. I, on. I like it. A little a little disagreement is good for the pod. Patty, see what are you going here? Six or six and a half? It is. Say. It is at six. Six. Oh, I don't. You know what? I do feel like UCLA is playing with straight up house money right now. And I think Alabama may be in the position where they don't know, you know, they're unaware of the the depth of the waters that they're in. And that's probably a good thing for them. Um, But, and Mick Cronin hasn't had that much tournament success. So it's not like he's got a huge edge on uh, Oates in this situation. I wouldn't think that said they're playing good fucking basketball. And I think Alabama is just about to realize, Hey, we're in the fucking sweet 16 and this is a bigger deal. You know, and I think UCLA is going to be in a more comfortable place to cover. Give me Alabama to win. So UCLA covers. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Bama still might win. I think UCLA covers. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's an interesting matchup there. Uh, we saw yes, Maryland took down UConn. What's going on with UConn? Well, how about Rick Pitino though? Iona played Bama tough, Nick. That doesn't that didn't scare you at all. Uh, yeah, that was kind of the the first game jitters from a bunch of guys that have never played in the NCAA tournament before. Uh, I think, you know, they pulled away in the second half. They got, you know, the feet under them. And then in the, in the second game, they just steamrolled Maryland. So uh, no, I think, you know, and uh, I, this is the, this is the biggest stage these kids have ever been on. So a uh, little bit of a struggle in the first round is probably a good thing. I think that's why they were so impressive in the second game. And, I, and now, now with a couple wins under their belt, I think they're ready to roll. I just wonder, I I'm not bullish on Mark Turgeon. Right. And, and Rick Pitino is a great coach. And I think Iona was a team that talked about COVID problems and barely had a resume. Um, they're not, they weren't that skilled. He hasn't had, it wasn't a normal year for Pitino to bring in his people. I think Mick Cronin though, despite his tournament record, I've always thought he was a good coach. And I, I think I, so I think he's going to be able to give some, give slow down that tempo and that pace of Alabama. Some make this a dog fight a little bit. Um, okay, let's hop over to the other side of this uh, bracket. Let's go to the south. But before I go to the south, I want to tell you that, guys, that the college experience is brought to you by Odds Crowd. Hopefully, you entered the Odds Crowd contest March Madness 
for your uh, chance to win $8,000. I mean, free chance to win $8,000. What are you doing if you didn't? Don't forget to enter your March Madness picks over at Odds Crowd as the contest continues to heat up. At, and Odds Crowd isn't just fantasy betting contest, people. It's a social app. And it's built just for sports bettors, free to download. You can live group chat with other bettors, track your bets, set up private betting contests with your buddies, and so much more. Download the app for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash odds. Okay, here we are now in the midst of this thing here. And uh, you look over at the at the South Bracket. Baylor took down the Hartford Whalers with no problem. <laughs> Right. And, and well, that was a problem for a little while at the, the under eight mark in the first half, Baylor was down one and only had 13 points on the scoreboard. Now, granted they pulled away and won by more than 20, but uh, talk about, you know, kind of slow starts out the gates. Well, Baylor Baylor's the type of team. Look, I mean, they, 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 they put it together in the second half. And when we think of Baylor, what's up babes, pack up your rape culture and take a hike. I'm talking about Baylor. (laughs) Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Baylor then took on Wisconsin in a game. I was on the wrong side of, I took Wisconsin, I think getting eight and, uh, I lost that one. And, uh, look, Baylor, I have Baylor winning it all. So I'm kind of loving the fact that Villanova took care of business that they didn't see Purdue North, North Texas upsets, Purdue, uh, and, and Purdue, by the way, let's just touch on that. Shit. Hobo from Purdue. The last time they ever won anything, anyways. Talk about a lemon fucking program, dude. How are you gonna lose to North Texas like that? Really let me down. So, but but here I am with this Baylor play, and I thought, okay, well, the, when I looked at this bracket, I thought, man, Purdue and Texas Tech could could really give them problems, and maybe Ohio State. No, Ohio State gone. Purdue gone. Texas Tech gone. Am I just gonna? Can we just write Baylor into this thing? I mean. Here we are, Baylor, Villanova, Jay Wright doing a great job at Villanova, by the way, considering Colin Gillespie's best player tore his ACL, I believe, or MCL, and is out for the year. Happened a couple weeks before the tournament tipped. He's beaten at 12 and at 13. Still, it doesn't matter. You got to the Sweet 16 without your best player out. Sure. You know what I mean? Credit where it's due. Yeah. And those are. Sorry to correct you again. Robinson Earl's the best player. Uh, well, I mean, I, I tended to go with guard play in the tournament. Not, not a big man, <laughs> but I will say right. okay. Robinson Earl doing it, doing a little crut wig, six assists per game, six. Dude, assists per his game numbers have been nasty. Yeah. So dude against uh Winthrop, 22 points, 11 board, six assists. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Done. This is where the luck stops though. Cause now you're going to, now you don't think Scott drew is going to be able to basically circle that problem uh, against Winthrop in North Texas. I think you can get away with not having Colin Gillespie against Baylor. I think this is where you get tested and this is why the, the, your weakness will get exposed. This line opened up, I believe at, uh, at Baylor minus five and a half. It's jumped to six and a half. I'm I'm riding Baylor to get it done. I'm all over Baylor at six and a half. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? He just slapped the shit out of Wisconsin. I mean, it only I, has thirteen at the I'm end. I'm not. I was never that high in Wisconsin. You know. Um. Yeah. They, they granted they whipped UNC, and in the aftermath, like all of UNC guys are uh, transferring. You know. So obviously, I think there was something going on in that locker room. Something wasn't jiving in in Chapel Hill. Um, so I, first off going in, going into Baylor, Wisconsin, I was on Baylor because I did not believe in Wisconsin. 
sure enough, uh, the Baylor backcourt, you know, really just limited uh, Trice and Davidson for Wisconsin because they were just so much more athletic. Um, you know, th- those guys shot a combined eight for twenty-eight from the field and four of fourteen from three. So a very good job on the defensive end for the Baylor perimeter, but uh, on the interior. The Baylor's getting nothing from their big men. Um, if you look at it, the two big guys, Flo Thamba and and Jonathan Tachamwawa Tachatawa. Love it. Uh, how's that? Love how's that? it. Hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. That's a fucking <laughs> great job. Are you it, sure you have damn blood? NC Nick there. <laughs> NC Nick is uh, the milkman's son. <laughs> Dude, there. I probably butchered it, but I just went through it quickly, so it sounded okay. <laughs> but look, for, with first game baby. against Hartford. Those two guys combined for nine points of four of eleven shooting and only seven rebounds. They don't and need then to against score. Wisconsin. They don't need to score. They're just there to play defense. Well, they're not even really pulling down rebounds, you know. Um, now, uh, so so granted, uh, uh, Baylor played. They went real small ball against Wisconsin, and it worked. They got to have somebody to match up with Robinson Earl. Yeah. Uh, so I do. I agree. I think Baylor wins this. I think this is the game where Villanova sorely misses Gillespie. But I got a little bit of faith in the program, a little bit of faith in Jay Wright to at least keep it close. And I'm still not overly sold on Baylor yet. So give me Villanova to cover, Mm. uh, but Mm. Baylor wins. He's wrong, but we're going to respect. We will go with Baylor and enjoy. (laughs) Give me the Bears to cover that one. Scotty Drew is a man of destiny, at least to the final. Nick, Nick is. We disagree again. I love it. Yeah, Nick is going to go with his uh, vanilla. V- v- what's that? What it's Vanilla it? Nova. I was gonna say, what's that power forward? <laughs> Vanilla <for UConn>? Nova. <laughs> what the that, fuck? That's a cougar. Okay. It's it, it not like the uh, Penn State game where they 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 played after they scored a touchdown. That's what I was going for. Um. Right. Anyway, there we go. Job well done. I feel better about myself. Uh. Okay. Let's hop over to the next game on this bracket. Um. Texas Tech, by the way, loses. That was a foul, guys. Can we talk about that? Arkansas, yeah, yeah. Texas Tech, second, second to last possession. I know a lot of Texas Tech fans are calling for a foul in the final possession. The second to last possession, which changed. What did, I mean, it was a one point game. That was a fucking. The guy's about to make a layup, and he gets bodied by uh, Arkansas. They don't call anything. It was a foul. The there's no way he misses that layup without getting hit like that. And and then the whole game's circumstances would have changed because then they fouled Arkansas. Arkansas went up up another point, and then uh, Texas Tech missed that layup down the stretch here. But uh, neither of our uh, last title contenders end up making it to the Sweet Sixteen this year. Yeah, that game was wild though. Uh, what do we think, Arkansas? We 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 got the Razorbacks. You know, the first time I can recall them in the Sweet Sixteen since shit, probably Joe Johnson days. Um, in, they 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 get past Texas Tech, but they take a team. They take on a team, guys. That uh, Oral Roberts. I mean, so. So you're telling me there's a chance. Oral Roberts. Yeah. <laughs> Oral Roberts. Yeah, yes, that's in Tulsa, Oklahoma, guys. And Oral Roberts takes down Ohio State and really just was the better team. And then down the stretch, I thought Oral Roberts' coaching philosophy was genius. I'm surprised more coaches don't try this. They foul their big man. Florida's big man was like shot like 50% from the season with three minutes left. They foul him. Uh, they, or I would say just grabbed the one point lead. They, then they purposely fouled their big man. Uh, he he missed effect. his free throws. 
So they got the ball back. They sub him out of the game because he had a, a gigantic height, you know, pro, uh, difference in having him on the court. And then they basically got a possession because of that great coaching down the stretch. Oral Roberts. Uh, uh, this is a team they've played before. Oral Roberts was up 10 against Arkansas back in December. Now Arkansas ends up winning that game and actually ended up winning it with free throws at the end. It came down to like, oh, it was like a four or five point game, but they hit some free throws. And I think it, 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 they ended up winning by 11. This though, I think favors Oral Roberts, the fact that they've played him before. And the fact that Arkansas has won. What do we think about this game? I hate to say it. I'm kind of on Arkansas. Uh, hell of a run by, by Oral Roberts. I locked him up against Florida. Uh, you know, two great offensive performances against Ohio state and Florida. Uh, but those schools do rank 81st and 42nd in the country in adjusted defense. Meanwhile, Arkansas ranks 10th in that first matchup. Uh, Max Abmus, the, the, their star guard only had 11 points on four of 11 from the field and one for six from three. And really, if you look at this Oral Roberts team, it's all about Abmus uh, from the uh, on the outside and their forward Kevin Obenor on the inside. Obenor I got some, some stats here. An animal, dude! That guy yeah, is the so, best player on that team. Yeah. So uh, in the first game, Abenor dropped thirty, and Abmus put up twenty nine against <sighs> the Buckeyes. That is, that's uh, they only scored seventy five points as a team. So that was seventy eight percent of the offensive output with those two guys. Jeez. In the second game. They beat Florida 81-78. Obenor had 28. Admus had 26. That's 60 per six percent of the it, offense I, production. I think it's O'Banner. O'Banner. I'm sorry. Yeah, O'Banner. Uh, yeah. yeah, you got my head. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I pronounced the the, the Baylor name so well. I was on a roll there. But uh, so really, I think um, if Arkansas can limit just one of these guys, I think Oral Roberts will have a hard time advancing here. They're catching and I 12. Think 12 right Arkansas, now. Arkansas. I I let's all that at 11 here. Where's it at twelve? I'm win bet, buddy. Win I'm looking bet. at William Hill, and it's eleven. Well, since win bets are new sponsors, we're gonna use win bet. Twelve it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, but dude, I think um, Arkansas can make it really tough on Abmus. I think they can kind of shut him out. I mean, look what Arkansas just did against the Texas Tech backcourt. Your boy, the Georgetown transfer, Mac McClung. He had only had nine points. He only went two of six shooting. So uh, they just denied him well, the ball. Well, and he also was horrible from the free throw line. I think that was more of a McClung thing because he's normally money yeah. at the free throw line. He was dog shit well, at the free throw line. The uh, other three headed monster for the uh, Red Raider backcourt, Shannon, McCullough, and Edwards, they shot a combined 16 to 40 from the field. Uh, so really that Arkansas perimeter defense was was on was on spot there. And but offensively, their guards have really struggled. I think this is a game where they have a complete offensive output, and I think they blow past Oral Roberts. It was a nice story, but I think it's, I think Oral the time Roberts is up. Could be the first 15 seed to ever go to the Elite Eight. I don't think it's going to happen. They're playing for that, buddy, and for that, the Golden, the Golden Eagles, the Golden Eagles will oh. get it done. <laughs> that was painful. To remove that sound drop. <laughs> Look, the, the, the golden Eagles, Oral Roberts has fucking Shaq and Kobe on the squad. You can't stop yeah. that inside outside. And it's Haywood workman's attack. alma mater. Look, hey, Abnus, this is my angle here. Abnus was that bad. The first game, you don't think he wants revenge for this game. He, this guy well, doesn't have two bad. Games well, here's one more team. angle for you. Arkansas this year, 
their top six guys, five of them are either freshmen or transfers new to the program. So they are a much better team in March than they were in December in that first game. And Musselman, we know he's a good tournament coach. Look, I, the only muscle man I, I, I look. I live in Muscle Beach. All right, there's only <laughs> one muscle man in my life. All right, doesn't that, look like it. And, and that's, and that's uh, this this certain guy named Arnold Schwarzenegger, my friend. Look, he's my neighbor. My CPU is a neural net processor, a learning computer. That's the only muscle man I want to hear. Because look, <laughs> I believe in the Golden Eagles. I think they can get it done. All right, this team. Look, that's what I'm saying. Abness is not going to have that bad of a game. He gets a week off. Both these guys get a week off. They're going to be ready to go and don't sleep. Don't you sleep on RJ Glasper. He's going to be the difference. All right. One more stat since we're on a roll here. Yeah. Ohio state was plus 17 on the glass against Oral Roberts. Florida was plus 13. I think Justin Smith, Arkansas big man. is going to have a monster day against Oral Roberts. This guy's just a hater. How just the a fuck hater. were they able to win when they were Minus 17 and minus 13 in back to back games on the glass. Well, One of the things, free throw shooting, they, they so they they hit 14 of 18 freebies against the Buckeyes and 19 of 23 against Florida. They are one of the best free throw shooting teams in the country. I give Oral Roberts credit in that regard. And you better believe they're going to be hitting those free throws come uh, Saturday, buddy. All right. So is Oral Roberts pushing the greatest Oral of all times? Yes. I mean, this has got to be close to. The best or of law of all times. If they win this, where do you think it goes? I mean, it's got to be up there with. I mean, Oral is probably something like this. It's a small world when you've got unbelievable tits, right? <laughs> right. It's probably the same way with Oral. That's all right. right. And That's if they world. get to the Elite Eight, it'll be in that. They'll be in that small world, perhaps. <laughs> I think you're hoping that rather than looking at this uh, game, you know, with an even. <laughs> just, just look at it. You know, without rooting for a team, buddy. Oh, I look Arkansas at for the win. Come on, I look at Ohio State all year. They beat good teams. All right, I look at oh, F- oh. Florida won at West Virginia. I could I could sit there and say, look, did you? If we looked at it blindly, Oral Roberts should have been flushed in, in round <laughs> one. You know what I mean? <laughs> good point. Good point. So so come on now, and and if they played before, by the way, and it was an eleven point game, that means I still cover that twelve. Right, but they were also up ten at halftime. I think they're going to learn from those mistakes. Give me Oral Roberts to get it done. Wow, I right. like it. I like <laughs> it. What's next, um, Patty? See, what are you going on that? I'm going Arkansas. Come on, oh, you pussy. What's the spread on that again? Twelve. Twelve. I'm eleven. Go. No, <laughs> we're going with Win Bet. I'm a new sponsor. Oral. I'm definitely going Oral to cover that. Uh, oral to cover it. See, he's going for the Oral. The oral. You got to right. have. Right. You, know, you want the deep. Oral coverage. All right. Patsy's Pat, <laughs> never passed an oral from a guy, girl, you name it. Whatever. It's all the same. You put that, you close your eyes, close your ears, and you just feel it. Uh, okay. Look, I want to tell you guys that the college experience is brought to you by PicksWise.com. Helmed by a team of trend watching, data devouring, sports fanatic wise guys giving you the who how and why behind every prediction on every game, every day in every sport, all for free Pixwise presents the capper contest to follow the likes of John Rothstein, Rashad Phillips, Jeff Nadeau, and six other experts all competing for a $10,000 winner prize takes all. Uh, look, 
Follow the action for their free picks and analysis every game of the big dance by visiting pickswise.com slash March Madness. That's pickswise.com slash March Madness. Wow. I also want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Yes, Better Than Vegas. It's like YouTube, but for what hashtag DGENs only care about, which is sports betting, baby. We're giving out a free, our free daily video picks over at Better or Better Than Vegas. I'm sorry. Profile page. Better than Vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well. They, they, I mean, they got a ton of free picks and handicappers that you need to check out. Make sure you, you subscribe to our profile. So you don't miss a pick sports slash BTV. That's sports gambling slash BTV. All right, guys, here we are. And this is the one I probably want to talk about most. <laughs> Illinois loses uh, to Loyola in a game. I really. I don't know that I've seen a better team in the tournament than Loyola Chicago, right? And this game, Porter Moser, not only just completely outcoached Underwood, uh, just so much the, the team was so crisp out of every timeout execution was done. I, I was so impressed with the defense, the way they, they go to the loose ball, the way they, the rotation switches defensively. There's a reason why this team was the number one rated defense in Ken Palm. I, I, I can't talk enough about the Ramblers and based off of what I've seen in the tournament, yes, Gonzaga has played to they've looked great, but they, they didn't, they didn't play a really good team. Loyola did. And they, they were better from the second it started all the way into the second it ended. And it was just, I think the most impressive win in the tournament so far. Uh, Nick. Yeah, I can't argue with that, man. I mean, that was, yeah, they played great ball. I mean, great coaching, uh, great everything. I mean, how could you not root for Cameron Crutwig? Uh, great win. Uh, obviously I think they had a little bit of chip on their shoulder. They wanted to knock off the in-state rival, you know, the, the team that just won the big 10, uh, that was a part of it, but yeah, these guys are locked in and they're looking very, very tough. Definitely. I mean, look at this. If they beat, they, they're lined up against Oregon state, which we'll talk about in a second. But after that, it's either Syracuse or Houston. I mean, call me crazy. But after I watched that game, I go, they could win the fucking tournament. I, I know that sounds crazy because they're, they're a, a team that's from the Missouri Valley that went, but they went to the final four just three years ago. And two of these starting five was a part of that final four team. Uh, but I'm sitting there and I'm saying, if they play like that, I mean, they could play in the tournament in the championship, in the tournament. I mean, uh, because I, I could see them beating Baylor if they play like that. And then when you get to the tournament, if they're lined up against Gonzaga, obviously maybe we'd f- favor Gonzaga, but fuck was that impressive, man? I don't know. Like that, that just made me believe I was like, if they're doing this to this team, yeah, with potential two first rounders, maybe three first rounders. Uh, if you, if you include the, not this year, essentially, if you include the next couple of years of the NBA draft, um, this could, that, that was unbelievably impressive, man. I, and I, I don't know. I just, so are you laying the points against Oregon state? Uh, let me give the people. So this line opened up at six and a half. It is still six and a half. Uh, actually I see it at seven at win. So we got to go with seven. Um, I will. Yeah, I will. I will lay the points. I, I'm kind of on yeah. Oregon State, man. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna disagree again, dude. This is this is a 
crazy how, how much we're disagreeing. Uh, I think this I one think is a 50, 50, go, man. This is a 50, 50. Yeah. So I, I mean, think Loyola is going to win. They're going to find a way to win, but I don't see them just like blowing past everybody. I'm with you. You know, like they're, they're run to the final four. They had a couple buzzer beaters. Uh, and really this line is kind of disrespectful to Oregon state. I mean, what has Oregon state done the last couple of weeks? Uh, they, they won the PAC 12 championship on the way they beat UCLA, Oregon, and Colorado. Uh, yeah. I'd say that's uh, you know, a pretty good teams. Uh, two of those teams are still alive in the, in the last 16 in the nation. And they have two double digit wins against the five seed Tennessee and the four seed Oklahoma state. Uh, so to be a dog by six and a half points, I, I found that a little disrespectful. I think the Beavers will find that disres- disrespectful as well. Uh, I expect a really good game here. I think Loyola is going to edge him out, but I think it's a little too many points here. All right. You convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, I am wondering though, like with, with, I think Wayne Tinkle is a good coach, but I am of the opinion that Porter Moser might be the best we have in college basketball, right? I am that sold on Porter Moser. And I wonder with, with, with the whole four, four days to, to prepare, can he find some chinks in that uh, armor? You know what I mean? So uh, well, curious uh, on that note, obviously just down the road is a big job opening. And I'm sure his name is on a very short list of uh, people being considered for it. Another guy just got knocked out. Chris beard, I'm sure is uh, probably in consideration for that position as well. But how far if Loyola Chicago wins the Natty, right? Is Porter Moser going to stay? Well, he would he, figure he would. I was on a podcast yesterday talking about this because we thought he would go to or he would go to Utah prior a couple of years ago because he 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 was uh, an assistant to Rick Majerus, ah. and uh, he turned down a bunch of jobs because he is from just outside of Chicago. Uh, he turned down St. John's. He turned down a couple others, I think, yeah. but they were saying that Mark, those aren't great jobs though. Like Utah and St. John's. I think there was another big one in there though. He's from. Yeah. Um, Did you say like wake forest maybe or something? It was someone that was another power five. He turned down or, the, or, still, those yeah. aren't like great jobs, you but, know, but Indiana and I hear Marquette has them. Uh, Marquette wants to get them, but here's another thing I've heard that makes it interesting. I, I don't know how true this is, but I saw people online, somewhat credible people here saying that the big East might be having some conversations with Loyola. So maybe if Loyola jumps into the big East, there's no incentive to leave. Yes. And if he's from there. Yeah. And and you got to remember this. I was telling Nick this, this year is really interesting because this year does not count on their eligibility. So they return the whole team next year. If they want coming back. He's not going to own the NBA draft radar. If he wants to go that, play in Greece, that doesn't mean he's going to come back. We'll, we'll see. I mean, I would, look, look at, look at the way like Luca Garza reacted after losing. Look at the way some other seniors have reacted after losing. But dude, I read, that reaction doesn't mean, I don't think it means they're coming back. I think they had that kind of emotion because it was their last game and they're just ready to turn the page on college and move forward to whatever's next. And even if it's not NBA, but that's fair. But Garza's uh, is, has been projected as a second round draft pick. Garza probably has some Chinese money coming in and, and maybe Crutwig <laughs> does too. Right. But I'm saying is that Crutwig also, I think comes from a decent financial background. So I'm saying like, he doesn't have the incentive of one more year at another final four run. I, look, I don't know what's going on there, but I can tell you this. None of their guys are projected in the first. I looked at like 12 different mock drafts. No one from Loyola is projected to go 
in right. any of those rounds. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Let me ask you this. You're Porter Moser and Indiana comes calling. I don't take it. It's like Texas. Too, too big, too hard. Too to many win cooks at. in the kitchen. I feel like they've, there's a reason why they haven't been able to keep. I thought Mike Davis was doing a decent job there. He got the ax. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why the headache? You know, it, it's not the job it once was. So it's almost more headache than what it's worth. I, I would say now, if Marquette comes calling, which is right up the road, is you, that that big of a upgrade? I mean, big East, obviously Well, financially it might be. Yeah. I'm saying like, you can still live in your house and commute. That's all, I've done that drive. I've done that uh, drive and train ride. You can still pull that off. Commute. From what is that? Like a two hour, hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, these college basketball coaches are like always in their office, always on campus. I'm pretty sure he'd move. Well, you get an apartment like Les Miles, all right? All right. Hold that tiger. All right. Look, Les Miles, uh, you know, he did it right. He had an apartment in Baton Rouge. He probably lived in New Orleans. And what's the what's the the uh, Marquette team? The uh, the Golden well, Eagles. Yeah, hold that Golden Eagle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, Les Miles did it right. He had his apartment. Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Cause she got a great ass. <laughs> never, never a better time to use that one. Yeah, never more appropriate. I mean, look, come on, man. Uh, so I don't know. I'm just saying it's possible that they have a, a very good team next year. It's very possible that their team could be filthy next year. I think it's almost with him. If they win it and they don't, and they don't go big East, that would be like an anomaly. I feel like a small school winning a national championship and not getting like a bump to uh, the power. Well, five. Mark few, they went to the national championship already. They ha- they At Gonzaga, won, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying they still, they've been, I heard something that, that Mark few has never even had an interview anywhere else and, and, and never will. Like apparently like his dad is like a minister in Oklahoma or something. And it, he's and his dad stayed at the same church for like 50 years or something. Yeah. And uh, he, and Mark few is not going to go anywhere. Well, and Porter Moser is a guy, Rick Majerus, you know, kind of started that Utah program out of nowhere. Uh, then, then I was at St. Louis. So it wouldn't surprise me if, and if Moser stayed the course, that same, uh, I don't know. Look. I mean, if you're turning down some of those other, maybe if it was wake Forest, I don't remember the third school. How much he's, money do you think is being thrown at him? Well, he's um, already being paid over a million a year. So yeah, at what, well. what points enough for Porter Moser and his family? Uh, Even before the most recent love for poor the, for poor Moser, I've always been a big fan. Uh, he he's been on my radar, which means absolutely nothing. But uh, <laughs> as someone who I want maybe to replace to replace Coach K. Oh, you guys got uh, Jeff. You guys got Jeff Capel and Wojo. Don't worry. Oh yeah, perfect. <laughs> and Johnny and Johnny Dawkins and Chris Collins and Tommy Amaker. <laughs> hey, I think Chris Collins is so he got dude. Northwestern hadn't been to the tournament in like a fucking year. I so. don't want Duke to hire Chris Collins. Okay, well, I'm looking at the highest paid college basketball coaches list, and we have a uh, fucking Calipari at eight million. Okay, uh, Chris. Beard, eight million. Eight million a and year. And you're not even in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, Chris Beard at over five million. Rick Barnes at uh. Well, well I don't get. I Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes at about five million. Shashevsky uh, and Jay Wright at private schools, so their numbers aren't listed. But they're both actually, uh, when you look at total pay, at seven and six million respectively. Damn, so, Texas Tech opened up the bank. I didn't realize that. Jeez, yeah, they went big. Uh, but Porter Moser not on the fucking list. So, um, yeah, maybe he's gonna want that, huh? Yeah, you would think. Well, so. Sister Jean can help out. I'm sure she's got some money <laughs> stored in oh, there, yeah. dude. By the way, yeah, let me just say this: 
Loyola Chicago is the clear like storyline that has captured my heart here. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know if there's, I mean, there's a bunch of other ones that are fun, but between Crutwig, Porter Moser and sister Jean. Yeah. Between the, does way that the- mean you're laying the points, Patty? Uh, what what would you say the spread was on that? Six and a half. Six and a half against Oregon State. No, I'm not landing points. Yeah, they're gonna win. They're gonna beat <laughs> they Oregon are gonna State. Win. They are gonna beat and, Oregon and, State. And they're gonna have some cardiac moments, and that's what's gonna make it fun. I love this team, dude. Oh. I, like they played yep. so hard the other day. Just I, I look. They're, they're how can you not root for Krautwig? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. How could any? How could any? Like you know. Middle-aged guy who who's balding and and drinks too much and <laughs> doesn't have the uh, the body he once used to. Yeah. Not root for for Krautwig. How do you not see yourself in the mirror? <laughs> yeah. Look at that yeah. guy. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let's get to the next game here. All right. All right. Uh, hold on. First, let me read a little ad. The final ad. Let me tell you that the college experience is brought to you by better edge. Better edge allows you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. Since you're buying positions from other sports bettors, there is no house. It's legal in more than 40 States. People post the plays you like and have someone at better edge marketplace. Take the other side. They have a ton of other fun against the spread picking contests as well. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use the promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's better edge B E T T O R edge.com promo code S G P. All right. We're at the thick of this here. We're at the end of the Syracuse. Can I, Oh no, Oregon state. Let's talk about Oregon state for a minute. Oregon state guys. I love this team. I love what Wayne Tinkle's doing. I love the, the fact that they were pr- projected last in the, in the pack 12. And I really like, I was on them uh, beating, beating Oklahoma state. I thought, Hey, this team, I thought the matchups were that guy. Alatiche plays great defense. They're lanky. They're a lanky team. I mean, uh, this Oregon State team. Have you guys had a chance to watch this Beaver team? I mean, they've really, really been impressive. It, it, nice Beaver. <laughs> all right, let's give it up for the for the Beavers here, and let's talk about them for a second. At the dude, there's a chance we could have a civil war national championship in the oh, year that they, <laughs> they that they ban the civil war. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's what what are the odds? Dude, look, their, their roster is legit, man. With Ethan Thompson and and, uh, Gerard Lucas in the backcourt. And then you mentioned uh, Alatiche, the transfer from Nichols, who would have thought he could step up from the SWAC or whatever the hell conference, his stat line too. I know it's just like just under 10 points a game, 10 points, nine boards uh, to assist. Uh, t- uh, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks. This guy does every fucking thing you ask him to do. Now he only shoots seven percent from three, so he doesn't shoot the three. All right, <laughs> you don't ask him to do that. Well, uh, dude, and then then throw in the the uh, the uh, seven footer Roman Silva, and I mean that 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 that's four of your five starters are are good, really good quality players here, and they're obviously peaking at the right time. There, they've been on a roll, man. I love this story. I really do like, and, and uh, from what, and I was on a podcast last night as, as a guest and someone has explained to me the, uh, that the AD wanted to fire Tinkle last season. And he was j- just absolutely loving the, the fact that he brought back nobody and was going to fire him this year. Apparently like they've ah. clashed since they brought in and it's the AD from LSU. And he just got fired because of the less miles scandal. Oh man. Right. Cause he's the guy that was at LSU at the time. Yeah. Um, so, so renewed life. For Tinkle. Well, yeah. that's what's great is like everyone thought like, dude, I mean, I read publications. They were last and they're like, Tinkle's done. Everyone had this guy done 
Cause he wasn't, he wasn't even hired by that AD. I don't believe. So tinkle says a nice fuck you to, uh, to the athletic director. I'm drawing a blank on the name, but anyway, let's, uh, nice beaver. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the beavers. Patty C you're we're, we're all taking the points, right? We're yeah. taking the points. NC Nick convinced me. Let's jump down Syracuse. This team. I keep, I don't know what else to say about this. I mean, hold on. I mean, orange whip, orange whip, three orange whip. Well, the orange have been whipping something and it's all of college basketball's ass. I was very, very bullish on Syracuse being a fraud. I really was. This team has turned into, I mean, I, first off they're shooting the three at such an unbelievable rate and their defense is where I can't believe they beat West Virginia. I can't believe that. I mean, look, I thought they had a shot at beating San Diego state because San Diego state's point guard play was really bad. Uh, they didn't have Malachi Flynn. They were missing him from a year ago. And I, I mean, but just the run they had, even in the ACC tournament, I know they did the uh, Virginia beat them at the buzzer, but the fact they were in that game, Syracuse is defying the odds here guys. And, and I'm, I think I'm on board now. I think I'm on board. Now <laughs> Houston is a team that if Rutgers doesn't miss that dunk, Houston Houston loses to Rutgers. Now Houston uh, it's opened up at minus six. I'm seeing it now at win bet Nick at minus six and a half. So the money coming in on Houston, I'm all over the cues here. It's kind of funny. Like how do you not take Syracuse right here? I mean, all signs are pointing towards at least a cover, uh, you know, and first off it's a zone, you know, the reason why Syracuse had, well, one of the reasons why Syracuse has success in the postseason is that these teams are not familiar with the Syracuse zone in ACC play. These teams are much more familiar with it. They know, you know, where you can take advantage of the zone. Uh, but I mean, he, you know, Houston was very unimpressive in that win over Rutgers. They only shot 30% from the field. They went, they shot eight of 22 from three and much like Baylor, they get absolutely nothing from their front court. It's really the Sasser Grimes and Jero show. And we don't even know what kind of shape Jero's hip is in. You know, that was obviously affected him against Rutgers. Um, I, you know, I mean, it's almost like this line smells because how can you take Houston laying six or seven or whatever it is up to now? I don't, I don't know how you can do it now. Now, granted, one of the ways you beat a zone is from really good shooting from the perimeter, which Houston is capable of. But I don't know. At this point, I think that you 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 know you throw out the two versus eleven seed. That is meaningless right now. You know, Syracuse yeah. has beat San Diego State and West Virginia, where where Houston beat Cleveland State and Rutgers. Yeah, and who, mean, who, you know, who's more proven at this point? It's got to be Syracuse. I'm, like, I'm, I'm I'm taking the points. I mean, Sir, okay, Houston, you're a two seed. Well, guess what? I don't care because I don't care because you look like shit. You go so fortunate to be here right now. I'm telling you, anyone that missed that Rutgers game. Rutgers, they should have won that game. They were the better team. They played the better game that game, in my opinion. Uh, I, I'm all over the cues here. Sprinkle some on the money line because uh, they get out. The cues have been getting out to these early leads. Now that's one thing that I will say. If Houston somehow comes out to an early lead, I have yet to see Syracuse battle back. They've been the they've been the, the team that's that sets yeah, the tone. Yeah. So uh, Patty C, what are you thinking here? Syracuse, Houston. Ooh, um, well, again, Syracuse, I've seen it firsthand as a UVA uh, fan, what that tournament, what that half court trap does when you uh, aren't used to it. And I think that's something that um, Samson, Tony, Tony Sam Bennett uh, hadn't, hadn't experienced at first and it really caught him. Um, 
come tourney time. Uh, also, uh, they shut down West Virginia shooting 37% from the field, 14 turnovers for West Virginia. They're going to cause havoc. And I don't know if Houston is prepared. Now I do think that Houston's, uh, style, um, sets up well to deal with adversity, just being like a, a defensive and rebounding <laughs> team. Oh! <laughs> there it is, baby. <laughs> Give me them kooks. No, uh, I don't know. That scared me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't think, uh, I don't think it's as cut and dry as you guys think it is. I think you guys are looking at a, a, an underwhelming performance against Rutgers and, uh, you know, making that who Houston is. And I think yeah. Syracuse is a bit on a little bit of a Cinderella run, even though I think Bayheim. But he's done this before. He's like, is, yeah. To yeah. me, I was, I, I Just said. Just four it, or five years ago. Yeah. 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 What were you going to say? A hundred yeah. times I've, I've said this season that uh, Izzo is a guy you can never count out, count out. But I, I should have been mentioning Bayheim because I was thinking him as well. They get this guy in the fucking tournament. He's like seventy-five, and Buddy Bayheim is doing by far seventy-six. Yeah, doing the uh, doing the best Reggie Miller, or I mean, can you remember a tournament run? I'd have to be who. Uh, there was a great player for West Virginia. Steph Curry. Oh yeah, <laughs> Steph Curry. There we go. That's a, that. That's what it reminds me of. He's just shooting these shots from like half court, and they're going in, and you're like, how the fuck are they making? He's making what like a seventy five percent rate. I feel like. Yeah. Can we talk about how old uh, Jim Beheim was when they when he had Buddy Beheim? <laughs> Fifty. He's like so mid fifties. He's like now? almost like the retirement age. Well, I mean, look. How old? How old is Beheim's wife? It's a small world when you've got unbelievable tits, right? <laughs> uh, I want to uh, check on that. I want to see if, with uh, Beheim, you got to understand that you know. Nothing is over. <laughs> <laughs> it's never. But over. no, look, look. To Patty's point here, maybe we are a little bit of a victim to recency bias. I mean, Houston's only lost three games in the whole year. I just don't see how you can feel comfortable laying six or seven points with Houston right now. And then well, who were one of those losses to one of the best teams that didn't get in the tournament? Uh, Wichita state. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, I, I know who it yeah. is. Okay. Dude, Bayheim's wife getting a little older, but still a fucking smoke show. Did all right for himself. Here, I'm going to pick this computer up and be real careful not to wiggle stuff around. But give me a hey, look, he's doing good, man. He's in upstate New York. It's snowing. He just stays in the house and fucks all day. Yeah, that's why he's got a kid at 55. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Pulling a David Letterman here. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we're on a mission from God. That's what Bayheim's on. Um, okay. Uh, Patty C, what are you leaning here? Are you taking Houston in the points? What, what, what do we say? The spread six. was Sorry, six. Um, or no, Houston's the favorite by six. So you're taking Q's in the points. Uh, yeah, I think, I think you make Q's. Okay. Give me Q's to cover Okay. That. So after all that shit, he's, he's still taking Q's. I just think it's not, you guys are acting like this is a, a, a slam dunk. Okay. Adjusted final four pro- projections. Then we're out of here. Adjusted final four projections right now. I'm telling you, I think Loyola takes Oregon State. I think they take down the Q's or Houston. I got Loyola in the final four. I got Baylor taking down Villanova. I got Baylor then beating Arkansas. Arkansas could give Baylor problems, though. They could, man. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. debating that. You know, I was fading Arkansas coming into this tournament. They have proven me wrong. They've made me a believer. I might go Arkansas to beat Baylor. Well, since I got in the Twitter war a long time ago when they hired uh when they hired a uh, muscleman, I said they won't get past the sweet sixteen. Right? <laughs> I, I need so a that, really that's why you're you're rooting come for Come on, Golden Eagles, baby. Come on, Golden Eagles. 
Um, and then uh, on the other side, Gonzaga, perhaps against Oregon or USC. I'm still going to put Gonzaga in there. Uh, Michigan, Florida State. Nick's made his picks there. Patty C's made his picks there. I'm going to take Michigan to get that done. UCLA, Alabama. I, this is when I said the winner of UConn, Alabama would make the final four, in my opinion. I will say, obviously, UConn was an egg, a lemon, whatever you want to say. Bama, I thought, okay, they're looking good. But if there's one team that, that kind of surprised me more than anything, it might be UCLA. Uh, I still got, so I'm going to go Gonzaga, Bama, Loyola, and Baylor. But I, I wouldn't surprise me at all if, if, uh, if UCLA upsets Bama or, or Arkansas upsets Baylor. If they get past Oral Roberts, go Golden Eagles, baby! <laughs> All right, so I got Loyola like you. I'm gonna go Arkansas. I'm gonna go Gonzaga, and this Florida State Bama matchup is tough. I guess I'm gonna go Alabama, Gonzaga, Bama, Arkansas, and Loyola. Patty C. Uh, well, I'm definitely going uh, Gonzaga and Baylor. Um. And I think Loyola is a pick out of what, what bracket is that though? Midwest. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, look, I, if in a, in a vacuum, Florida state versus Michigan, I think Florida state is the play and in a vacuum, Alabama versus UCLA. I think Alabama is the play. So I should probably ride with that and make that my elite eight matchup and then decide from there at which point I would do. That's a good one. That's a fucking good matchup. Um, but there's part of me that wants to put that thinks the blue bloods will find their way and a Michigan versus UCLA for fans of that for TMZ mm. fans that mm. want to see their familiar teams in there, maybe in TMZ Pat sometimes, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that might be a, a possibility that we're overlooking, but I'm going to stick to my guns. I think I'm going to pretty much ride with the same thing you got Colby, except who'd you, who'd you have uh, in Baylor's bracket? I have Baylor. Yeah. Baylor. So I got the same thing you got. You have Loyola. Gonzaga, Baylor, Loyola, and Bama. Hey, when we're right, we're right. You know what I mean? Uh, all right, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college experience, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single division one college basketball and college football game. We've been doing it for four years now. Yes, we are picking FCS football. So if you're a fan of any of these teams, McNeese state with Cody Orgeron, uh, Weber state doesn't matter. We got it covered on the college experience. We also, you know, give you these picks over at sports gambling podcast. Dot com. Like I said, we've been over 500 for four years, each and every season as a collective, but also independently. So make sure you, you go over to the sports podcast.com. Check out those free picks. We're also way over 500 on our locks. Give you all of that for free, all of it for free guys. Look, we don't charge for much. We don't charge for anything. Actually. The only thing I'm going to try to charge you for is your kindness. If you can get over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. We'd certainly appreciate it. Go over there. Say some nice things about us. Sponsors have told us that's very important. Uh, we'd certainly appreciate it. And if you do take a screenshot, tag me at the Colby D on Twitter, and I will enter you in a raffle, a rigged raffle where you will guarantee to get a brand new college experience t-shirt. And uh, trust me, it, it uh, our, our, we did, we, we did a poll at the college experience and it 79% chance. If you wear that thing, you're going to get laid. Yeah. All right. Guy we, or girl, seventy nine percent chance. We followed right? you guys around. That that doesn't matter. It doesn't mean. I mean, you could be just going to Seven Eleven to refill your Slurpee cup. Good chance you're going to get some ass on the way home. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. It's been known to happen. Yeah, maybe old Laura working at Seven Eleven says, "Hey, come. Can you help me stockpile these cream sodas in the back?" Yeah. Next thing you know, 
She's got some cream soda all over her. All right. Hello. <laughs> this is the college uh, experience. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, or maybe vice versa. Maybe it's Laura, the customer, who puts on that college experience T-shirt, and it's Billy, Billy Bob, who's working at the Seven Eleven. Need that T-shirt, but I mean, you never know. If you got a nice set of knockers that can go behind that uh, that, that college experience what, T-shirt. What do we what we wanted? Uh, thongs, college, a college experience. Thongs. We're working on that still. Yeah, working well, on let's that. Let's get stuff. that. Let's get that fixed up. Uh, uh, working on that one piece. Fans, that right. one piece. Uh, <laughs> look. Uh, Get, point is, guys, give us a five-star review, damn it. All right, get over there. Give us a five-star review. Say some good things about us. We'll send you a college experience T-shirt. I'm at the Colby D on Twitter. Give me a follow as well. Patty C's at Patty C831. Give him a follow. NC Nick's at NC underscore N-I-C-K. Check out Nick's writings over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com as well. A lot of great stuff. He's like the Edgar Allan Poe of the Sports Gambling Podcast oh, and what God. they say, right? <laughs> It's depressing and yeah. scary. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> Colby doesn't know who Edgar Allan Poe is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a whiskey. No, he play a uh, point guard for Penn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so check this out. Do yourself a favor. Subscribe. Check it out. Make sure you check out uh, the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast, as well, guys. Get get over there. You want to know uh, anything? Any sport? We got you covered. All right. You want to know who's winning the fucking? You know the the uh, under World Cup, the garage, the garage boxing match going on in Tijuana. We got you covered. All right, <laughs> just get over there. You'll learn about it. We might even have a, a guy set up his camera phone. You, tons of different fucking sports. You got no idea what's going on. All right, get in there. There's marble racing. You can bet on all We're this different type here. of shit. All right, get over there. Get that thing. All right, this is the college experience, Sweet Sixteen style. The college you experience. Better start thinking about Missouri yours. Tigers Every against out. the Oklahoma Sooners. March Madness college basketball preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code SGP when you sign up to turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars. If the college basketball underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code SGP to turn four dollars into two hundred and fifty-six dollars for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 